Welcome back. You're listening to Eyes Up Here. I'm your host, Lindsay Paylos. Every week, I'm here to give you my take on all things current and to share my world with some amazing guests. Today in the studio, I have an old friend. She's an actress, a stand-up comedian, and you might have even seen her at the world-famous comedy store, my girlfriend, Lauren Compton. Hi. Hi. You have such a good radio voice. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, ooh. I love Lauren. Lauren and I met like five years ago. I think even longer than that. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> no, how long have you lived in LA? Three years. Okay, it was five. Yeah, we met in <laughs> Montreal, of all places, like at the Grand Prix. Yep. We were on a trip with um, Playboy, and they had a big, like, gr- they just, like, flew out, like, Playboy models. Yeah, I was so <laughs> confused by that, because they're like, oh, you're going to model at the Grand Prix, and I'm like, fuck, this is so cool. Yeah. And then we get there, and they're like, we're going to actually go to, like, a burger joint and watch yeah. it on the TVs. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get to go to the race. We didn't go. Super sketch, but it was really fun. We were basically just, like, eye candy for all the people there. That had money. All, dude. Okay. So I, <laughs> well, I will never forget in my entire life one of these dinners we were at. Um, the guy, there's a guy sitting next to me and he goes, Every man at this table is a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't kidding. No. Like one of them had flown in um, on his, he, what is it called? A jet? Yeah, but the jet that carries the cars. <laughs> oh, a, like a cargo plane? I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know anything about... I'm too poor to know. <laughs> but yeah, there was a man literally there with a car that brought all his like Batmobile cars. Oh my God. Do you remember there were so many like Ferraris? I learned what a 458 was that day. What it's is it? the most expensive Ferrari you wow. can buy. Wow, and you I saw mean, one? Or at least it's like the highest end, I think. So creepy. And you're from Texas. Yeah. And so I'm from Louisiana. So we're both from like normal places. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where they're like, you don't really, the billionaires like do oil fields and. Yeah. There's no billionaires in Louisiana. I I can't think of one. There's some pretty rich people in Texas. They weren't friends with me. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny that we met though so far away. So Lauren, tell, give everyone a bit of your background. Okay, cool. I um, (laughs) am. Let's see. So yeah, I'm from Texas. I moved to LA. Um, I wanted to be a writer. I wrote a book of poetry. Thought I was going to make a hundred million dollars. I made five bucks. I, <laughs> That's so beautiful. It took me two years to write this book. I like published it myself, and I didn't sell any copies. I just was like, I didn't know how. And so right. I went to Venice, and I sat on the boardwalk, and I like peddled books i tried to like peddle my books i sold one to some skateboarder that just felt bad for me (laughs) that is so sweet and then um i realized i was like wow i gotta do something with my life (laughs) i can't just like peddle my books of poetry and then i I started i got found by playboy yeah and then from playboy um what did i do after playboy i'm trying like i think you became an actress i i did (laughs) <laughs> but like in the through model mayhem, that's it. Through oh, model, that's I got a throwback. found by an agent through model mayhem, and I thought it was a joke. He's like, "Hey, do you want to like do some commercials?" And I'm like, "Sure." And from there, for like the next ten years, I've been doing acting wow. and stand up. See, I have it literally written down working actress, mm-hmm. and that's a very special kind of actress <laughs> because I think people from you know most of America, you think actress, and they go, "Oh, well, what are you in? Like, what do I know you from?" Yeah. You don't want to be that actor who had like a one-off no. on a sitcom. You want to be a working actor. <laughs> and Lauren has a job every week. She's she works on everything all the time. So for me, you're you like 
shit on all these like <laughs> actors. You know, like Lauren is a working actress. She does commercials. She's always doing skits and now she's doing stand-up comedy i was on a fun you know with the stand-up comedy i did i did i'm dying up here mm-hmm. oh i've heard of that the show yeah jim carrey's an executive producer cool. and um i was i was in the season finale and it was cool because showtime did a uh their season finale like trailer and it was all me which yes. was really fun that was i was like this is so cool um <laughs> so i did that and then i did my first nude role what was that? It was it was on this HBO show called I'm um, uh, Here and Now. I've never heard of it. It's like I don't watch HBO though. It's it, I honestly I don't either. I haven't even seen it because it's like it's a nude scene and I. What like, are you doing? So the storyline is that this guy, uh, the lead actor, his mom is a prostitute while he's like growing up. So he's kind of gets like fucked up in the head. <laughs> and so he tries to treat women better, but he goes through this phase where he treats women like shit first. Oh no. So there's like, so he meets me and uh, treats me like shit and basically like buys me a drink and then takes me back to his room and just like literally has sex with me everywhere in the room. And then I oh never hear God. back from him ever again. I'm just one of the girls that he treats like shit. Wait, so this is like a new... Was that scary it as hell? It was terrifying. Wait, tell me. I didn't I even know about wear, this. I had to wear this like... Like, you know how you can wear pasties? Yeah. My vagina had one. Oh my God, a vag pasty? I had a vag pasty. I didn't even know a they vasty? made those. Me either. It's a pasty. I want one. <laughs> you put it on wow. and, and it like, it tapes to you. So there's no panty lines or anything. Like there's no string. Wow. And so it like, that's how they make it look real. But my boobs were like exposed. Yeah, why not? I was like... I mean, it's all over the internet anyway. <laughs> wow. I've never even known that. I know you just did an interview with Mr. Skin. Yeah. Was that like, did they reference they that? They wanted to talk about that. How cool. I'm such an idiot. I don't even know this about like one Look, of my BFFs. you do too. I didn't know. I knew about your interview, but I didn't know about this cool role. Yeah. Which I think is cool AF. <laughs> I want to, I really like Vag Pacey's kind of blow my mind if we're talking about it. Because that could save me a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also kind of like a Brazilian wax when it comes off. Oh, two for one. Right? <laughs> and it, so it like, it just tapes like, it just, it's it's like, a, it looks like this. What she's making is like a baseball diamond. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who can't see. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And, and I did that. And then uh, the stand-up comedy, I do that like every week. When did you start doing stand-up? Two years ago. Oh my God. I started doing stand-up two years ago. Is it not the most frightening thing in the world? I, the first time I did it. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I like forgot punchlines to my jokes. I got up on stage. I remember the first time that I had like a solid five minute set Ooh. and I was so proud of it and I was getting it and I was getting it. And then I forgot like the biggest punchline to the biggest joke. And I had like <gasps> 200 people in front of me and I just owned it. I was like, oh, I fucked up that joke. <laughs> oh my God. And look, I, I won the audience. Aww. It was like everyone started clapping. They're like, we love you. Keep going. That's and I was so just cute. Like, I was like, ah. It, like for the first time was like, okay, it's okay to like fuck, fuck up. up. And so. I bet it happens. Two years ago. Don't you wish though that you were a comedian before the cell phones? Yes. Because now, like, who cares if you fucked up 10 years ago? No one's going to film it and then put it on YouTube. That now would be I'd, my yeah, Now I'd be so afraid of that, of, like, the improv and the comedy. I always see people pull out their phones. You're not supposed to. You're not. Yeah. You're not supposed to. You can get kicked out. But I don't or really embarrassed. Mind. I've never actually tried this one. Yeah, Lauren bought me coffee. She's Ooh, so sweet. Good. Sharing a coffee. It tastes like ice cream. Ew, I'm going to be so hyper. <laughs> but anyway, I... 
And I can't believe I've never made it to your shows. I've only watched clips on Instagram and I'm like dying for them. You're so busy though. Like you're so busy. It doesn't even shock me at all. You know, people who do like essentially nothing. Yeah. I always kind of judge them. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah why aren't you, you can't make it to my show. We're friends. But you are constantly, constantly going. I mean, every day, like, you know, I have an, I have this event tomorrow that I want you to come to and you're shooting yeah. and you have like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, Damn you're it. so busy too. That's true. I got to tell you about this one time. Tell though. me. Um, so it was like the one time that the audience heckled me and okay. I was so embarrassed. This is totally in my story for you because I feel like I heard the story. I think I might have told you. Or I read it on Twitter. You might have. I'm such a fan. Okay, <laughs> tell me. I uh, I have a whole set on Playboy. Okay. Like I've got some great, like they're self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's it's all real. Side note, she means set like pictures and a set of jokes. Yeah, because I feel like when you say set on Playboy, people are like oh, pictures. No, no, no. And then you think you're self-deprecating my, my Playboy pics. Stage set right. okay. that I say. Um, I I had this whole bit on Playboy, and I was working it out, and I was like trying to figure out how to be conversational because a lot of stand-up comedy, the audience has to relate to you. Yeah. So I couldn't talk about playboy so hard because not a lot not that many people have done it so i had to more relate to it as a person and i found like a self-deprecating way to make sense of what i was trying to say anyway it was still vulnerable it was still kind of raunchy and it was still very sexy and the and this guy in the back in the middle of one of like my favorite jokes yells out slut and I just Asshole. like I froze and I was like, sir, if you could please call your wife after the show. <laughs> That's the best comeback ever. <laughs> and he just like shut down and I got off stage and I was like, where the fuck is the guy that called me a slut? Yeah. And one of my friends pointed to him and it was another comedian. That's that's not even shocking to me. Like, I know. Like, what a dick. What a dick. Like, it's different if it's an audience person, because I'm like, oh, you're just angry. Yeah. But if you're a pro- comic, you're a professional. Yeah. What are you doing, like, heckling another comedian? Someone who's, com- who's like, losing in competition, for sure. Yeah. It's someone who can't stand that you're probably going to be way more successful than him Man. in his life. Oh, I was so pissed. I, I think that's rude as hell. And how do you, co- like, I think it's genius that you had a comeback for it, though. <laughs> Because I imagine so many people wouldn't. I would never think to have a comeback like that. And I think that that could save so much stress and embarrassment. I think it was the only, like, it's the only time I've ever been heckled. And the only reason that I had a comeback is because I'm very deflective. Yeah. When people, like, if people come, like, attack me. Yeah. My only thing to do is, like, it's like someone throws me a ball and I throw it back. Yes. So when he did that, I was like, uh, no, like, get this shit off me. Like, you know. And the only thing I could think of was to relate it to him. I was like, your fucking wife is a whore. But instead of saying that, (laughs) I'm like, how can this be funny? Right. So it took me like about four seconds to respond. And I was like. So good. Sir. (laughs) That's so annoying. And the fact that it's a male comedian, too. I was reading some articles getting ready for this interview. And a lot of what I read was about men in comedy not being as supportive of the women in comedy. Obviously, there was a lot of available material after the Louis C.K. stuff. Yeah. But what I read was, I read something, I think it was a New York Times piece from a female comedian. If I've got it right, it's Marsha Belsky. But we were talking about um, 
she just said like men kind of have this camaraderie with each other and like heckling isn't heckling's not something you support but it's not surprising that you would say that from her piece that i read yeah she uh, it's just it just it seems like a fine line that women in comedy have to walk yeah there's i think i think one of the hardest things for women in comedy is like you know, they always tell you that y- you want to relate and mm-hmm. you want to relate. You want to relate. Like, that's like what most people, you want to be conversational and you want to relate. Yeah. And so, you know, the things that women go through aren't pretty. No. And so how do you like keep an, uh, the whole audience because it's always like male predominant. Yeah. So how can you relate as a female to like the men? Because when I try to do that, I get called a slut. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you have to like, I don't know. My, my some of my favorite things to talk about are relationships because mm-hmm. everyone can relate to that. As, yeah. Um. So I talk about a lot about that. Uh, you know, my ex and people I'm dating and stuff like that. Um, but men can get away with so much too because every time that a man makes a joke that's like sexist or feminist or yeah. whatever, he can be like, oh. It's a joke. Exactly. And and toss, like toxic masculinity, I literally run over that word every time I say it. But toxic masculinity means when a man goes over the line, a bro isn't going to be like, wow, you really crossed the line there. Yeah. Because that guy's going to look like such a, a, a pussy, pussy, you know? He, like they're going to make so much fun of him. So yeah. no one's going to call hey, you dude, out grab, on your shit. Grow some balls, man. Like yeah. so, whatever. Like guys can get away with that shit so easy. Yeah. If I get up there and I say something offensive... Or like I, you know, minimize a man. Yeah. Then, the, then like, like for instance, when I when I called back on that guy. Yeah. I, I his friends laughed at him when he called me a slut. Yeah. I heard other people laugh like that was funny. Right. Because a dude said it. Of course. Then on my comeback, crickets, and like it was too harsh. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> oh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's so evil. <laughs> yeah. And so then like afterwards, like I remember like some of the guys in the audience thought I was a bitch because I said something mean back. That is so fucked up. And I'm like, he called me a slut. That's so fucked up. But that reminds me of my Twitter. Every time someone sends me some crazy ass stuff, I'll respond back. And my my responses back, if you follow me, they're never like... I do. They're never over the line. They're funny. They're great. they're going to make you feel dumb. You're my favorite person to follow on Twitter. Thank you. What is like... What would you think is like the most ridiculous thing anyone said to you on Twitter? Well, oh my God. They, I couldn't even put it into words because there's so many. But this guy literally three days ago was talking shit to me, but he was talking in like, I guess a thick Irish or Scottish accent. He typed as he spoke. So he was like, fuck your ass. You're such a whore. You're, you, you know, he sa- <laughs> he typed as as someone who talked a little funny. Yeah. And I was like, fuck me. You sound like a pirate. Like, <laughs> and everyone was just rolling because he was talking so much shit to me, but he typed it in his yeah. accent. Oh, and I was like, wow, Jack Sparrow really hit the deep end. And <laughs> it just took like, no matter what he said to me, I was completely like out of it because it sounded just like a pirate. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why he I did that. Cr- I was crying. That's pretty funny. Fook me. Fook me. I was like, bro, <laughs> fook me arse. You sound like you, you sound like you're mad. <laughs> you have a great accent. What is that, like Irish? Well, I don't know. Irish? But I, I sang it exactly how he typed it. That's amazing. Isn't that funny that you have an accent so strong you type in it? Yeah. Like imagine having like a Louisiana accent typed in. What is a Louisiana accent? What, how y'all doing? And Like what? what are y'all up to? Twangy? Yeah, some twangy. Just add some extra R's where they don't belong. Yeah. 
Texas, the, like the suburbs of Texas are kind of like that. They always kind of <laughs> like, they talk like this. They're very, like, and everyone always has a smile. Stop. Everyone. Like Plano. Yeah. I watched The Real Housewives of Dallas, and I don't know anything about Texas, <laughs> really. And Plano's like a pretty ritzy spot. Well, one of them would talk shit about people. For, she's like, you sound like you're from Plano. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> Plano's actually pretty nice. <laughs> so she must be a real arsehole. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So when we were talking about women in comedy and being relatable and conversational, if you're not, if you haven't followed Lauren or you're not looking on this video, she's really hot, <laughs> blonde hair, big boobs, um, similar to kind of how I look. Yeah. Really hot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's such no, a, I don't know how to say that Dude, better. Own it. You are fucking gorgeous. You're fucking gorgeous. But I don't know how to say that in a better way. And I don't mean to sound like an arsehole. We're Twinkies. I'm never gonna stop saying arsehole. Dude, our that little <laughs> emoji where it's two dancing girls. Yeah, is so us with blonde hair. And I would rather look like no one else than you. That is so fucking nice that is what i if i could walk down the street and someone be like are you guys twins oh yes oh wow i mean it won't happen because this is why we're not relatable <laughs> <laughs> wait fuck see we deserve all the shit we get because we're not even being relatable no so but super hot and so i noticed when i watched your stand up online like pieces you're wearing dark black glasses and overalls yeah <laughs> like she has toned down the hotness not that it's hot in some weird way, but it's like a lot more comedic. I definitely play down my look. Yeah. I never have cleavage. Ever. I, Ever. I noticed that right away. I was like, wow, she's really like, because she wanted them to focus on the funny. Yep. Yep. I wear my glasses um, for two reasons. First, so I can see. <laughs> Major. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I will support that. Because <laughs> I'm actually kind of blind. Um, <clears throat> not that I really want to see my audience. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's always very hard to look at the audience because everyone is either it, it, there's two faces. Either you're not funny and they have a straight face, or oh. you're hilarious and they're waiting for the next thing and it's so much pressure. Ooh, because you're like, oh, I hope the next thing is as funny as that first one was. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like I try to just stare into the light and I'm like, God, if you want to blind me, that's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a genius move. <laughs> So I wear my glasses for for that reason um, to see and to play down my look to because I like to I like to have more of the sophisticated funny. Yeah, I work a lot on my jokes to make sure that they're like actually sophisticated jokes. They're yeah. not just like petty or you know sleaze or easy. Yeah, like, like a I cheap thing. Yeah, like I don't talk about like I don't say fuck in my sets. Like wow. a lot of people, you'll be like, oh, fucking, I went out to this like grocery store and fucking and the people guy do and like the fucking, that. like there's that. Yeah. And, and that's a thing. Yeah. You know, but I try not to ever cuss and I try to like keep my jokes really clean, except for the one that I really have about chlamydia. That's great. I love that joke. Wait, can I hear it? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> cause chlamydia is usually not that funny. It's not, it's not <laughs> that funny. Um, my I have some friends who will tell you that. That's actually the punchline of my joke. So, <clears throat> what? but so, um, a lot of people like don't know a lot about me. And one of the things about me is that I was married for five years. So like when we went through a divorce, it was just so ugly. And I just, I want to know why when you're going through a breakup, that the guy that you're with finally decides to be romantic. Like after oh. years, finally decides to be romantic. The day I signed my divorce papers, my ex put 365 roses on my doorstep with a note 
that said, here's a rose for every day. I should have given you one and didn't. And I'm like, I didn't need a rose every day. Mm-hmm. I needed you to not give me chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then for anyone who's never had chlamydia, it's actually not that bad. That's so You know, there's true. like, there's a little rash, little headache involved. In fact, the hardest part to get rid of is the husband. So That's anyway, true. the rest is just a Z-pack. Yeah. So I just like, <laughs> you know, I, one of my favorite things to talk about is my ex, my, my past and like how I got where I am. And so that's like my chlamydia joke. And that's usually like a pretty solid joke that people really love. And I usually u- use it for an opening. I love that one. I'll use it for an opening or an ending. It depends on how I think the night is going to go. Oh if I think God. I'm going to nail it, yeah. oh, it's at the beginning. Oh but God. if it's like a family of five up front. It's going at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love the chlamydia joke. You're so good. Thank you. You know, chlamydia has never put a smile on my face like this before. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) You're really funny. Look, I'm such a geek. I have notes for Lauren. (laughs) By the way, so she's probably laughing. But I wrote little notes. Okay, so we were talking about women in comedy for sure. And it's super trending right now because we have two female comics and some deep shit. Yep. So we've got Roseanne. Yep. That girl. Have you seen the memes <laughs> where it says, I'm being racist? Stop. <laughs> I was up when that happened because it was late at night when she tweeted the ambient shit. Oh. And so I was up late reading all the ambient oh. stuff. I was dying. I'm being racist. I was crying. People are so quick on Twitter. Oh, man. Memes were made up. I mean, fast. Ugh. When people hate you on Shook the it. internet, you go down. I know. Please you don't go. ever do that to me. <laughs> no one is going to. They, I fu- think they fucking will. But you're so, you're opinionated and you're proud of it. Yeah, like, I'll never give it up. It's kind of like Donald Trump. Yeah. How he can say the most outrageous shit and no one ever does anything about it because he's just an outrageous person. Narcissism always wins. <laughs> moral of the story winning yeah i've always thought to people too if you're ever in like some public deep shit never apologize yeah because people aren't as pretty as you think like they they think it as accepting guilt and they don't think it as like a human moment or blah 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 my mom told me that for car accidents she's like i don't care if you rear in someone and total your car don't apologize because the minute you apologize it's your fault i'm like yeah but i did rear in the guy yeah she's like don't apologize (laughs) she's smart it's so true and i was on a jury one time for a car accident so i can attest they will bring up that sorry totally yeah but so roseanne so roseanne um you know she's she's tweeted some sketchy shit before everyone said i'm not a follower of roseanne (laughs) go figure (laughs) but roseanne tweeted um that valerie jarrett who is a former aide to president obama looks like the offspring of a muslim brotherhood and planet of the apes combined i suppose yeah so valerie Jarette, I hope I'm saying that right. She's African-American, born to American parents in Iran. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure makes her American. Yeah. AF. Um, and African-American. And so people said that that's super duper racist. Yep. I have to agree. I think <clears throat> you should. I mean, the thing with like comparing black people to animals, especially monkeys, don't. <laughs> it's so fucking racist. And people were like, oh, well, you know, that's just a joke. Yeah, but see, the thing about jokes is they have to be funny. Yeah, that was not funny. That was not funny. And I hate, like, that's that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with men in comedy, where they can say something and get away with it and yeah. be like, whatever, it was a joke. Yeah. But you can't offend people. You can't, you, I mean, not not in a way where you're, you're talking about things that they can't help yeah. or their heritage. And that wasn't funny. 
It's not funny. Yeah, no, that was like mean. Like her Twitter kind of has a history of being mean. Like, and she's been like anti-Semitism. There's like other stuff that Roseanne's done. You can you can say stuff and still be nice and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. No one likes a mean person. No. When was the last time that you were like, oh, that person is such a dick. I want to be their friend. Only when I'm Never. afraid of them. Right? <laughs> like, oh, man. No, it, but it, it was, was so mean. racist. Yeah. And, and super racist. So so happy that ABC canceled her show. Good for them, making a good call. A lot of people were mad that they didn't do it sooner. Yeah. It, it, you know, it was like one of the shows with the highest ratings yeah. in like, you know, the, like a 10-year history or something like that. It, Which is insane. Yeah. I mean, it was doing really well. People were like... Think about the waterfall effect. Think about how much of a dick you have to be to not give a shit about your castmates and crew. That's what I That all you had to do, all you had to do is like not cross such a fuck, such a bad line. Because she said other stuff before and you're, you could like, you know, she could be shady. But all she had to do is not cross like a crazy ass line. Yeah. She didn't give a fuck. Like imagine Dude. someone you thought cared about you and your work and your well-being just throwing something in the can for you. Speaking of female oh. comics... In Louisiana, you get your ass kicked for that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <sighs> I'm in LA now. You know, Whitney Cummings is mm-hmm. a big stand comedian. Yeah. She was a producer on Roseanne. I didn't know that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but she might have been an executive producer. She might have had a lot to do with that show. I don't oh. I don't follow Whitney Cummings like extremely close, mm-hmm. but um, I do know that she was heavily involved in bringing Roseanne back. Yeah, I didn't know that. And she's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. You know, and she's, like, very good and professional and tours, like, for her whole life. Um, but I, th- I just thought, like, man, Roseanne, you fucked it up for your whole crew, your whole cast, yeah. all the producers that were, like, wheeling in the paychecks, and then all of a sudden one day it gets cut, and it's never coming back. Because that was the second time. They're not going to bring it back a third time. No, that's so cruel, too. It's like such a breakup out of no... Like, you know, yeah. imagine being hopeful for something. Especially in L.A., what I what I keep focusing on is like a steady job. Mm-hmm. Something like Lauren, when she's a working actress. Like, having a steady paycheck is a gift here. You don't have security, like, with other jobs. No. If someone's like, oh, the show's over, like, you got to figure it out. Like, what's next? Totally. Oh, I hate that. So, anyway, not a fan of Roseanne. No. Man, Roseanne. Yeah, right. That's what we should call this. <laughs> but so a day after, I want to say, after Roseanne alleged ambient tweet, <laughs> um, Samantha B is on her show and she's discussing um, Ivanka Trump's kind of attitude towards Donald Trump's attitude of deportation. Okay. And the immigrant policy. And she calls her a feckless cunt. First of all, I had to Google feckless. Do you know what that <laughs> <laughs> Almost sounds like freckless cunt. Yeah. <laughs> which I know what that is. But a feckless cunt, I had to Google. It means weak, ineffective, worthless, irresponsible. Okay. So she's basically saying she's not taking a tough stance well, with her dad. They think she's very, um, what is the word? What a sophisticated word to use before such a basic petty one. Feckless. Feckless right? cunt. <laughs> yeah. A cunt is such an easy word ugly word yeah feckless no one knows what the fuck that means no that's like important and sophisticated why would you put something like that before something like that that doesn't make any sense i have no idea so what happened maybe just so i would google it did she get fired but no so people are calling for her to be fired because people are saying roseanne can't can't say some racist shit and then you call someone a cunt right which i think the two are not alike at all I think that cunt is just an ugly word. Like, I would just be like, oh, you could have picked a better word yeah. to call someone. I would I would love if gender slurs were 
like we did think they were fucked up if we quit saying bitch slut cunt like i would love that because i do think it is it's it's a slur a lot of people think that it's not they because it's such a casual we use it so casually Mm -hmm. but cunt is a slur but you can't i don't think you can use a slur against like racism yeah the thing is like cunt is not attached to years of oppression um you know economic like oppression right you know it's just not the same she was trying to fight fire with fire i think she was just saying cunt it was just, it was just a bad day to say cunt right and i think any other day it would have been fine and i was googling you know they're calling for her to be fired and i googled every time comedians have used the word cunt male comedians no one cares okay like no one cares there's like youtube videos titled jim jeffries did a show it's something called bad cunts or something cunts but people say cunt all the time but it's just because she said it yeah. That it was a thing. And they wanted to, like, pick someone else. And because she's very liberal, obviously. Yeah. So we've got a conservative comedian saying some racist stuff with Ambien. <laughs> and then we have another one using the word cunt, you know, against a woman. And now they want to care about women and using the word cunt. But don't forget. <laughs> don't forget who went to grab him by the pussy and move gonna, on. I'm like a bitch. I was saying it, dude. <laughs> I'm like, grab him by the pussy. It's just like, like in my head. Something's inconsistent here. Yeah, right? It's like... <laughs> People use TV as a platform to just say all the things that they've ever wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I bet her viewings went up. I don't even... I don't know. I'm not like a big Samantha Bee fan. I've only watched like clips. I watched the the badass clip, the one about... Um, it was either birth control or Planned Parenthood or something. It was like viral. Okay. And I, I love that one, but I've never watched the show like, consistently. Sometimes she's just a little too harsh in general for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I like nothing against her. Yeah. I'm just not like a Samantha B. I'm tuning in. Oh shit, Samantha B's on TV. You're not a drone. Yeah. <laughs> a Samantha drone. I'm so cheesy. <laughs> so I could never be a comedian. But yeah, um, so I was reading the LA Times, Paul Thornton, he said, being foul mouthed is not the same as a white person calling a black person an ape. That's true. I'm gonna have to say hundred percent agreed on this yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just don't do it. Yeah, no, you can you can have, like, you can say some shit. Yeah. And then there's some shit you just don't say. I would never say. I would never be racist ever. How, I also just, how are you going to knock Ambien for that, too? What a nice thing someone makes a sleeping pill for us, does something <laughs> out of the kindness of their hearts and their billionaire wallets, and you're going to say that they're speaking you be racist? Yeah. You know, I think that... um. <laughs> I don't even know how racism is still a thing in 2018. Oh God, are, I do. I, from, you, you, you're from Texas, you know. I'm, I, fr- I'm from Louisiana. People are racist. I forget hell. about. I forget about every. All you should have seen states. when I voted for Obama, and I was like super happy buying the newspaper, mm-hmm. like to keep as a keepsake, and just the anger from everyone in the country. Whew. People suck. People, people can suck. People I think can people really just. Suck. It's just. When you're not exposed to certain things, how do you know better? Yeah. And I really thought a completely different way until I went to college. And it doesn't take going to college to know. But mm-hmm. I wasn't exposed to maybe another person's point of view the same. And I took a class on race and politics. I took a course on poverty. So I read these books by multiple authors. I read statistics and studies. And I watched dash cam footage. Mm-hmm of um, African-American people and white people being pulled over. Yeah. And I had this amazing professor who was the perfect color because we couldn't <laughs> tell if he was white or black. 
And he wouldn't tell us. And he wouldn't tell us his um, political affiliation if he was Republican, okay. Democrat. And he was like, I don't want you guys to know. I want you to think I'm unbiased and take this class like this. So I really, college changed my perspective completely. What did you study? I got a history degree. So I was taking um, like sociology courses and then political science courses. Mm -hmm. So What did you want to be? I have no idea what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a pop star. No. <laughs> I had a scholarship. Originally, I went to college to be... Um, I wanted to do mass communication, something in journalism, uh -huh. but that was very hard. And I was told very early that you're not going to be sexy and be like a reporter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at like... me now. <laughs> from the... Uh, <laughs> Started from the bottom? Yeah, yeah, something. I was... There's so many rap lyrics that come into my head. Yeah. But I don't know any of them. Yeah, people told me early on that sexy and kind of being smart weren't going to work. But, Which um, is a lie. Because we'll you are smart as fuck. I try. I think you are. Thank you. I mean, I couldn't, I could be friends with a gorgeous person, but you gotta have a brain. Like, I just got my dog a t-shirt that says, <laughs> cute and smart. Because I'm all about it. I'm all about, like. Wow. That <laughs> is her <laughs> brand. <laughs> Lauren Conrad, 2018. Cute and smart. <laughs> Here's, you literally are cute and smart. Cute and smart. So, I guess where I want to end off is like, do women in comedy have to walk like such a finer line than dudes? I think that this year and last year have been wildly different for women in comedy mm -hmm. because there was a super fine line like a couple years ago, but with like the presidency and like uh, the, the Me Too movement mm -hmm. and the Time's Up movement, it's like really empowered women to stand up and speak out. A hundred percent. There's been comedians that get up and talk about rape. And, you know, as rape is never funny, the only way to fight your fears or face your demons yeah. is to confront them. Totally. And so some of the best comedy right now is stuff that is like groundbreaking and crossing that line and kind of uh, looking inward and finding the funny. Mm -hmm. That's what I always like to say. I'm like, where's the funny? Because there's something funny about everything. Yeah. And um, there's there's always a fine line because of the stuff like the racism that you shouldn't fuck with, and the, and that like that line is so real. Like you you know no matter yeah that shit's not funny. No, it's not funny. That's not funny. Um, I want to throw a tomato at her. I know, right? <laughs> I'm one of those people. <clears throat> um, but I do think that women like and now at the at comedy like the comedy store and the laugh factory they are like hustling to get more women on the lineups like it's so much easier as a female now to get booked on a big show than it is for a man I've got some male comic friends that aren't famous that mm -hmm. are you know really funny mm -hmm. some of them I think are funnier than me mm -hmm. and it, it, I can get a show like that they have to like send in a reel send in a tape they have to like you know, who do they know? Yeah. Sometimes they have to bring like 10 to 15 people. Ooh. Like, and that's really hard when you don't have a huge following. Like yeah, most people don't even know that many people that can show up to one place at one time if it's not their birthday. God. I mean, true. it's hard. So, so right now for a woman, if you're a woman and you're funny, like it is so easy for me to get up on those big stages. And it's I, partially because I'm a female. So that's a good thing. 
thing. That's a good thing. Okay, so there's shitty things and there's good things. Yeah. I like that. That's really truthful, too. I, I think that it's a great time to be a woman in comedy right now. Because <laughs> more likely than not, you're not going to end up having, like, masturbated in front of someone in seven <laughs> years, you know? Yeah. You're and probably not going to have raped someone in seven years. And what kind of a guy's going to be like, oh, man, Lindsay Payless raped me. God, <laughs> look, you know it. Hap- it does happen to men. I, I, I read something. One in six men are actually sexually assaulted. We don't want to minimize that. That's true. It definitely does happen. That is true. But it's not going to happen by me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. First of all, sex is exhausting. Okay, <laughs> violence is never cool either. I'm just. I'm far too lazy to care about anything that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But Lauren, it's so much fun talking to you. I have a ball. Yay, you please have to come, come on back. my talk show next. Yes, tell me about your new talk show. It's new. It's it's brand new. I released my first episode yesterday. It's called Tub Talk, Love and it. it's it's like uh, it's so simple. The concept is just I host the show from a bathtub. It's a big bubble bath. Yes. I have like a wooden board between us, so it's like the late night show desk. Oh I have mugs that say Tub Talk with Lauren Compton. Cute. And so, um, you know, I put tequila in it because that's what they do. I'll and take it. Yeah, whatever, you know, vodka, whatever. Um, and we play a game at the top. Like my favorite one to play is Two Truths, One Lie with Super Soakers. Oh my God, fun. And then there's another one where it's like a little ball and there's a timer on it. And in the middle is a water balloon. And you have to play this game back and forth, and it's card game, where it's like, you know, name as many airlines as you can. Oh, I could kill this game. Right? And so you pass it. It's like hot potato. And so when you name it, you're like, uh, virgin, you know. And then Stop. whoever it lands on, the timer goes off, and a little, the ball explodes. So it's like, it's not like a huge <laughs> splash, but it's like it pops in your face. <laughs> it's going to scare the shit out of me. It's fun. So we'll play a game, and then it's like a three to four minute interview. So it's, it's a very short show, but it's fun, and it Tub happens talk. to Yeah. Tub Talk. YouTube.com slash Tub Talk? I don't even know if I have the URL. If you if you just... You have to find that. Lauren Compton, Tub Talk. Perfect. I think it comes up. I got to work on all the specifics. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to be on it. Yes. So where can they follow you on Twitter, Instagram, all that? So Instagram, um, I can't sign into my Twitter. I forgot my password. Jesus Christ. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so, but my Instagram is I am Lauren Compton. So Perfect. Pretty easy to find me there. Um, Super easy. Yeah. I'll tag you too. Thanks. Duh. Cool. But I can't wait to be on your show. Yeah. My editor is in New York for about three more weeks. So when he gets back, he helps me film. So I'll get you in as soon as he gets back. So it'll probably be like a month from now. Perfect. And you guys are going to have to watch out for that. I'm going to get gonna in the bathtub. Totally. With a girl. It's going to be fun. That's awesome. Totally. Thank you. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on my show. Of course. Okay. I love you. I love you. And I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy my podcast. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.